the podcast on the Pass the Gravy Podcast Network. Damn, Daniel. Welcome everyone to Power in the Big Blue, probably the only podcast on the internet dedicated to West Ham United and the New York Giants. That's right, football and football, all straight one's taste. It's episode 80. Woo! I'm Mike Fish and I'm joined as always by Mr. Alex Middleton. Alex, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing swell, buddy. I am doing swell. Rocking out with lucid illusions right now. Week number two of being undefeated with the New York football giants. I mean, we'll get to West Ham, but like, I don't, not even West Ham can ruin this giants vibe right now, dude. I mean, I've always been giants way over West Ham. If we're power ranking my teams, but like, I don't know. I'm flying high all week, dude. Just one of those, like when you win other things, just don't even matter. Little, it's the little things you don't care about. You're like, Oh, this isn't my go- not going my way today. Fuck it. Giants are good. Two and O baby. One of three NFC teams. Have not lost yet this season. No big, no big deal. Not to brag. And the only one in the NFC East that matters because shit about. Well, Eagles also two and zero, but yeah. I was well, very. We can, the, we can run the run pass option every single play. Fuck you, Eagles are gonna get caught up too. It's a matter of time. Just a matter of time. So, what have you been up to other than the Giants? Before we get into the sports, how's how's the world according to Alex Middleton? Um, it's great, dude. Just, just, I mean, I, again, it's just it, when they win, my whole my whole week is good. So nothing's really, uh, nothing's really holding me back. Just working, getting shit done. What about you? How's your week going, buddy? It's going well. My uh, my two weeks alone without the wife is coming to an end. So I've mainly been uh, just tidying up to make sure she I don't get yelled at when she comes back. That's probably smart. Yeah, but it's been quite nice. You know, not making the bed. Not having to do the dishes as soon as I've, you know, just let them pile up a bit. It's been nice. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Just living the bachelor life. I'll be going to going to the bars every night. I don't care. Oh. Go to your, um, your pub. Yeah, me, me little dive bomb with me three dollar yinglings, living the best life, living the dream. That's what's up. It's quite nice going to a bar, getting a little buzz, and then after tip, only spending like twenty bucks. It's pretty nice. Not bad. Um, but should we get into some sports? Because we've got a little guest who wants to say something. Um, our good friend Elmo wants to kind of sum up the New York Giants for us. Thanks, Elmo. I like that. Thanks. It's a great the big the W. That's going to be a, a weekly thing. It's a good thing I only have to get two letters. Or I guess if we tie, what would you say? If we tie again? We're not going to tie. We don't tie. Oh, no, we're man. not. But in a hypothetical situation, what would be, you know, should we do the letter of the day as T or just for the laughs, go with a D for draw? You show a tie, like a how to tie a tie video. Just a whole episode because we don't want to talk just about it. Just like the- an entire five minute video. Somebody teach me how to tie a tie. I, but I still have to that. watch when I tie ties. I. I remember, so I went to a wedding once and someone taught how to do a half Windsor. That's the regular one? I, f- I guess. Well, uh, loop, swoop, pull. Like, I, I, I can do it like in my my mind, it makes sense. But then when I, you hand me a tie, I would just, I don't know. I, I, I've done that a couple of times before weddings where like we're getting ready to go and like I, that's the last thing I got to do. And I'm like, fuck. And then I just go, like, can somebody tie this real fast? Like you're, you're watching on YouTube, but the pressure's getting to you because everybody's getting ready to go. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have three minutes left right now. Like this guy's just getting to, he's just getting to the tie, like the, the putting the tie around part. Like, fuck, I, can't, I don't have time. 
And you always, you always find that one video where it's like, hey, how do I tie a tie? And then it's always like a two-minute inch. So the history of the tie. First, no, when I was a point. young boy, my grandpappy taught me how to tie ties. Some of my best moments in my life were when I was, was like, I don't fucking care. It's like when you when you try and look up a recipe. Hey, how do I make bacon cheeseburgers that are really good? And it's like, when I was a boy... My mother taught me how to make the best burger known to me. Like, just fucking say, I need this and this and this and this. Put it here, do this, and we're done. This, this very skillet has been in my family for five generations. And then you skip ahead, and it's like, and that's how you tie it. Fuck, it went too far. Fuck, fuck. Yep, and then you gotta keep oh. going. Yeah, and then, then you get the ad, and you're just, it's a cluster. And it's not, it's always, when you, when you want to watch it, it's always one of those 30 seconds unskippable bullshits. Yeah, oh. or like you get the two, you get the two ads. The like, those are the worst. Hate that. You think, oh, the next one's gonna be skippable, right? Nope. Oh, no, 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 no. But anyway, yeah, a friend of mine, he did it, and then I just found it hilarious that there were like four people staring at him, learning how to do it. So it was like a, the classes in session. So I jokingly filmed it, and but then the next time I needed to wear a tie, I was like, "Fuck, where's that video?" And I, and I watched it. You gotta post it to YouTube so you get the link. Like, if I, if you, I figured, like, if we want our numbies, if we want to get numbies on our YouTube, just start doing simple things, like show how to jump start a car. Like Mike shows you how to jump start a car, and then like when people like just do simple things that people have to search. Like, here's how to change your own oil. And like, and, and, and whilst if doing you do it. it yeah, so like, one Barkley's looking good this year, huh? And then you do this. Oh, see, yeah, what? See, that's not a bad idea either. But just like do like simple videos. They're like how-to videos because so many times you're just like how to insert this, and it's like whatever pops up first. That's how you do it. I could do really easy because I'm not very smart, so it'd be like, all right, what, do you how to tie a tie, but it takes you thirty minutes, and you just can't figure it out at all, and you're getting really increasingly frustrated each time. You're like. And they're like, well, I, I don't know why I just spent my time watching that guy. He was just angry. The angry British guy just really put me off the ties. I just got a clip on. He's, he just always rage quits the video. I don't. He doesn't actually get to the point. I didn't learn anything. But we could do like a social experiment just to see what numbers it gets. Of like, start doing videos of like how to change a light bulb. So you start by unscrewing the. Oh, and then it's really just you breaking down like the Giants game. Like you're breaking down, like subtly, break, but you're still showing how to change a light bulb. But like you're 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 breaking down what just happened. Like and man, the Giants really took it to Baker Mayfield. That sack at the end, right there, really kind of got it done. Julian Love was all over the place. The defense really made things up. I think Wink Martindale kind of figured it out. And uh, so yeah, what you're gonna do here is you're gonna turn it on there. Once you get a little, when you feel a little pop right there, you go flip that switch, and boom, then that's how you change a light bulb. I mean, you twist it like Saquon, avoiding uh, the defense. Yeah. I'm gonna make one. I'm gonna make a video. And then you get the numbers because people are just like, "Well, I'll put up with this Giants talk while, while this is happening." And then after a while, they're hooked. Here's how you Windex a window, and it's just you doing like household chores. How to wash a spoon with Mike, and it's while you're doing that, while you're getting ready for your wife to get home, and you just—it's a one-minute video. Or like how to cook a steak as good as Outback, and it's just me ordering Outback on Uber Eats. Or you're just like cooking the steak, and you're out back in the yard. See, all, all kinds of ways around. Oh. So, so some great new content coming very soon to Claire and Big Blue. Don't worry, YouTube a lot of how tos coming your way. This this YouTube channel about to be lit. Let's do get some numbers. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button, hit that like button, all that stuff they say. Whatever they say. Whatever they say. Like it all. Like it all, guys. Um, well, let's get into it. Ten, uh, ten minutes into the show, let's talk about Giants. Giants nice. defeats the dumbass Carolina Panthers with who as their quarterback? Who, who's the who's the Carolina Panthers quarterback? Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Faker Mayfield. Oh. oh, which, which, and what did he have to say about uh, the, the, the Daniel Jones situation? Oh, he didn't like it. Did he? he was like, Why you draft that guy? That's the guy. I huh. thought you were to win, huh? Weird. And then he fucking loses. Weird that they, his, Daniels. his old team traded him for a rapist. 
alleged rapist and the and if like, that's what they like, think see as an like, upgrade this rapist is him? probably better than you number one overall draft pick and yeah then carolina went there and they gave a shot and he's now over two um i would which, which is the opposite of what the giants though. So. i mean like being realistic because I am wearing my Giants colored goggles, my blue colored goggles. I get it. All right. And they look good on you. Rose, they look good. Yeah. On you. My blue colored tinted glasses, whatever the phrase is. Um, like, yeah, the Giants probably should have lost. It's very easy that they could have been 0 and 2 instead of 2 and 0. But you know what? We're not going to apologize. This is a podcast that doesn't apologize for our team being 2 and 0. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. How many times? In the last five, six years, have the Giants been on like the the fuck up end of like, oh well, hey, you know what? We were in the position to do. They were they they made a terrible play, but we allowed them to get out of it and and have another opportunity. How many times have we been on the wrong side of that? So yeah, last two weeks maybe we got a little bit of luck go our way, and it worked out to our favor. We've been on the other side of that for a long time. It's we're we're fucking due, all right. I'm not gonna apologize. We are uh, we're seeing a defense that can just change week to week. I absolutely loved what wink martindale did bringing the pressure just realizing like oh okay like like that that um sack we had on baker mayfield on that last drive was just like the epitome of like it that our defense looked nothing like they did the first week we completely changed like the the coverage schemes and everything like that 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 final sack of baker that basically like gave us the ball back that we had to just get the one first down to end it like baker mayfield was rushed he had to throw the ball like he didn't want to have to throw the ball. Like he he tried to get out of the pocket, tried to run with it. We already had somebody right there. We rushed four of our defensive backs. Like four of the five defensive backs. Wig was like, "Fuck it, dude." Uh, I, I think it was O'Shea Jimenez was like he was he would like normally we'd have the guy bounce back. We had Belton that you thought might bounce back and go into coverage. And at one point, like they all just were like, "Nope, fuck it, we're going all in. We're all in on this." And Baker had no idea what to do. You could tell he thought he was going to have a little bit of a an opening over there, and just got just got lit up and uh then we got the ball back daniel was able to scramble when we needed him to and um yeah dude it was a team game our defense fucking carried us a lot of that but like saquon and the offense got it done when they needed to get it done i would like to see a lot more out of the offense as opposed to what we're getting but like is it bad that i'm not worried that it's gonna get better because of everything we've seen so far like i mean it's just gonna improve the defense keeps improving the offense is going to keep improving. Kenny Galladay, like, fuck you. You only get two plays. We don't need him anymore. No. I think he's... Past uh, Kenny. Yeah. Get, get him out. <clears throat> but yeah, what I think... I have a theory. So, the wink, he got the defense together in a, in a very dark lit room, showed them some videos week one, and then when the video ended, a spotlight just shot up on his face. I don't want to see that again. And I was like, shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't want, yeah. Like, super like mafia guy vibes. I love it about him. He's got the gold chain. His name's Wink. Like, I don't want to fuck with a guy named Wink. I don't know how he got the no. name Wink. Maybe Wink. I don't, don't want to find out either. Yeah. It just, it also seems like, yeah, you won't sleep a Wink when you got, when you got Mr. Martindale on your ass. Like, I reckon like, he's got one of those, like, what are they called? Charm bracelets. With each one denotes like a, a victim. Got I got eyeballs hanging on it. Um, Bobby McFunnelwaffles, Alex. Oh, in the live chat, is Barkley leading the league, leading the league in rush yards? I do believe so. I do believe so, and that's mostly because of his Week One performance, as opposed to like I think he only had seventy something yards. So you look seventy-two at the yards. Seventy. Yeah, he was in the seventies, but I mean, like a lot of that was in the second half, and. I oh mean, yeah, he, he had a trash first half. I'll be honest, but he's sick, he he's didn't have a trash first half. half. Like they, like that's what teams are going right, to do. Maybe stack the box. They're going to stack the one, box. I stop just, the run. I had my big blue tinted glasses on. Tennessee's week defensive one. line isn't as like. I'm not that the Panthers are good. The Panthers have had a lot of speed on their line. I just think that like that's what teams are going to do. Like we we're in for it against the Cowboys. They're going to stack that line. They're they're going to stack the box against Saquon. They're going to make Daniel beat us or Daniel beat them and. We've just gotta like you gotta take advantage of little things like that. Like we were able to work the play action, which kind of took them a little bit and made them hesitate. And then it did give us like the Sterling Shepherd outs, the D- Daniel Bellinger touchdown. It's all because we kind of like when you realize like 
like what we've had a problem of doing with whether it be Pat Sherm or, or Joe Judge is like when the run doesn't work, we don't try the run again. We just abandon it completely. And you have to always have the threat of the run. And Saquon is a threat, even if, you, if you're stopping Saquon. At one point, he was like 1.9 yards per carry, which isn't great at all. But they just got to keep giving him the ball. And sometimes you're going to get just stopped in the backfield. Sometimes you're going to get one yard. Sometimes you're going to get three yards. But you got to keep having the threat that you, you're going to give it to Saquon in some capacity because then that makes the defense not just, just focus only on the pass where then they can make Daniel be forced into situations where he's going to make mistakes and throw picks. I mean, Daniel Jones, I love Danny. We we're Dan stands. Like he's not been great the first two weeks. He, he like, what was he? He was averaging like five something, five point something yards per pass, 5.2 yards per pass. Um, 22 of 34, 176 yards, like not a bad game through that touchdown to Bellinger, but just, that he had some misses. There was a there's a pass to Tony that was probably a touchdown if if he makes that throw right. Um, he just he doesn't make the reads that I feel like a fourth year quarterback should be reading at this point in time. Uh, he's also still like fitting into his fourth offensive coordinator in four years, so that I think plays into it. I think Dable is really good at playing to his strengths, where it is like we can just fall back to to Saquon, but. Daniel was the reason we got that final first down. He used his legs. He, there's a lot of that Josh Allen, like roll out of the pocket. Sometimes you're just going to have to go. Maybe you're going to have to take the hit. Maybe not. But I, I, I like the, the offense and what we've been doing, because even with judge, when it was positive with judge in the very beginning, where it seemed like people were kind of buying in, like you didn't see the, consistency there would still just be weeks where like nothing would happen and we're at least seeing the ball being moved down the field with this uh Eli Manning was favorite too for winning the QB position at Penn State I think he was robbed he was robbed I thought it was too I mean he didn't have any eligibility but I thought he had a hell of a tryout for the walk-ons at Penn State but I think it's just it's just ages ageism mm-hmm. why can't a 40 something year old play college football huh Chad Powers, man. Give the guy a shot. How many Giants jerseys are going to have Chad Powers on the back now? I kind of want to get one. I was thinking I kind of want to get one. Kenny Powers, not man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Dan, yeah. Chad Powers. It's a great name. Great name. But uh, I mean, all in all, like the Giants defense was, was awesome. I liked. Matt Burita in his like role, he was not so well running the ball, but like he he had he picked up some pretty good blocks. And our offensive line is good. I think Andrew Thomas is the highest rated offensive lineman through the first two weeks of the season. Evan Neal is having rookie mistakes. I mean, there's times where Evan Neal gets just beat out, and I am really nervous about Micah Parsons going against this Giants offensive line next week. We're gonna have to figure out exactly what we need to be doing. I think a lot of slants, a lot of quick out routes, a lot of just like like having Tony on a go, you, you kind of got to do what the what the the Chiefs did. Like run Tony, run our fast guys just down the field. We have to have a, a, a go route and then run a little inside pattern. Maybe have Bellinger out in the flats. Um, like just just kind of got to spread the secondary of the Cowboys out because Micah Parsons is going to be wreaking havoc and he's going to get some sacks on the quarterback. He's he's leading the league in like sacks right now. I think in quarterback hits and quarterback pressures like. That's not something I'm stoked about going against on Monday night, but I do think that this team is going to be able to scheme for it. I feel like I believe in what what Mike Kafka, our offensive coordinator, and I believe in what Dable's doing with this team. I believe in what Wink Martindale's doing. Like I'm 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 a sucker, dude, and I'm very easily pulled back in. And I know my heart's very likely going to get broken at a certain point this season. But like right now, I'm really happy with where we are. We didn't expect a great season. We didn't expect to be two and zero two weeks ago and we are not going to apologize and we could very well i mean it's going to be a tough one but we could beat the cowboys i could see a world where we beat the cowboys and then we beat the bears and then we probably lose to the packers in in england but like it's not crazy if the giants go 4-0 you know when you're shouting out all the receivers you missed out someone who had a very good game i'm rick james bitch Richard James, which is weird that like Shepard, Darius Slayton, David Sills, and Richie James were like four of the guys that we ran out at receiver. We have Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay also uh, at our disposal. Uh, the 
the tight end of the Giants, Bobby is uh, is Daniel Bellinger. We drafted him this past season, and he reminds scored me, a hell of a touchdown. Uh, he reminds me in a lot of ways of Kevin Boss, who was on the last Giants Super Bowl roster. Um, was a I think he was a rookie that season. We when, when we won, um, he, he was in the that rookie class with Aaron Ross, but he who's out of like Eastern Oregon or some small school uh, was where Kevin boss was. And he was just like cool name, but like got the job done was a blocking tight end for a lot of it, but then was able to come out and catch passes and make plays like Daniel Bellinger did. And Daniel Bellinger is a really good blocking tight end. And the giants have focused so much lately on having like garbage ass Evan Ingram as our tight end where he can't really block, can't really catch. We have to have a tight end. That's good at something. And Bellinger is more of a blocking tight end, but he's got the hands and he's got the speed. And when you see him make plays like that, and if you can get him in the flats, like just get him to kind of get a block, get off his block and just kind of hang out there. And like, that's, that's all we need out of that position. We need to focus on the receivers we have because we do have good receivers. Even if we're looking at just David Sills, like the fact that Sills is seeing time, the fact that James is seeing time, like we, we got Tony got some more snaps than he did week one so i think we're kind of easing him in there i don't know if there's some other stats, stuff the stats going don't on. look good on him though bless him two two receiving for zero yards yeah uh-huh. i mean but we were also like kind of running some trick plays with him um then we had daniel have had a, had a miss on one of those routes and that would have been a touchdown if if he catches it just he's got that speed we saw that in that cowboys game before he really got hurt last year before Daniel Jones went out and it was just like, okay, let's get this guy the ball a little bit. Like this guy is a playmaker. He knows how to make plays. Um, I, I, I can see. So I, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy that was on uh, Ted Ginn jr. He reminds me a lot of Ted Ginn jr. But I think he could be a better version of Ted Ginn jr. Where he's just kind of a utility guy that could be used at any position at any wide out position. You can throw him in there kind of use him as a Debo Samuel type. I don't want to use him as a running receiver too much, but he's he's always an option at that. And just give him the ball. He can make and plays. a backup quarterback. He's a back, yeah, great backup quarterback. And um I, I don't know, just there's so many things that like we the, the we see glimmers of hope with. And it seems like we had a lot of these guys last year that we didn't feel like we saw the glimmers of hope with. And it's just I mean winning changes a lot of things. I'm way more optimistic when we're winning, but it's like the little things that we were missing on, like Daniel Jones definitely needs to improve, but I can see him improving as the season goes on. I can see things like that happen. The offensive line is not going to get worse unless we have injuries. These guys are improving week after week. And like, this is like the first time it feels like we've seen some improvement. Cause it's always kind of like we would see the improvement and like, are they buying into Joe judge's system? Well, they, they started one and six. So like, it doesn't really matter. It was kind of garbage games. People didn't take it seriously. Like we're two and oh, we're starting off. Yeah. I don't like, care. I don't care if this part of the season, I don't care if they're have... scrappy last season. Yeah. This was, these are the games where we lost by a world record, like a 76 yard field goal or some bullshit. And we'd lose in the last second. Or the fucking bears game where it was like two shit teams. And we were just a team that didn't even fucking show up at all. And I, I do think that that's largely one of the reasons that Joe Judge got fired was that bear game at the end of the year. But like, there's like, we, this is a team and like, it's, it's a new coach. So yeah, you get that. Like everybody's into it right now, but like he's, he doesn't give a fuck dude. He goes for it on fourth downs. I'm not saying you need to go for it every fourth down, but like he's, he rolls the fucking dice. Like he knows what the expectations were with this season. And yeah, if you're the chiefs, maybe you don't go for those. You know, if if you know that you got a defense that can save your ass, like maybe you don't do that. Even though the defense did kind of save our ass in so many instances. Like we get what, what pissed me off is like the offense got six points in those first two drives where the very first play of the game, the opening kickoff, we, we caused a fumble. Fucking Belton knocks that guy out and, and, and we get the ball back and we settle for a field goal there. And then we we caused a fumble right us the, the strip fumble right before they were about to punt it to us and we get the ball inside the 30 and we can't do anything it's just like those are what's gonna fucking like kill us in a lot of other games maybe we oh, don't yeah. play if we'd have lost that game no if we'd have lost it that game those two plays would have or two first two possessions would have been very much uh under the because we was 14 nothing dude that game's fucking should... over I know, like I said, maybe we, it's, it's big blue tinted glasses and maybe we are uh, overly giants. But 
I don't care what team you are. When you're in that position, we should have been up 14 they, points. They should have 14 nothing within like the first five minutes of the game. That that completely changes what the Panthers have to do. The Panthers have to only focus on Christian McCaffrey. We can stack the box against them. DJ Moore didn't really do anything. Robbie Anderson didn't really do anything because like I don't really know what Cordell Flott is as a cornerback, but like he seems beatable and they didn't really throw at him a lot like that shows me that baker mayfield's not maybe the greatest quarterback because baker mayfield gave us some gifts like baker held on to the ball too long he ran around looking for wide open receivers that were open enough to throw to he missed guys when he needed to and i think a lot of that you got to give credit to the pressure that wink martindale was able to dial up because the first week we didn't really dial up a ton of pressure i think that like the, the the beauty of that and the beginning being the beginning of the season is like teams watch the film on this and like we could throw an entirely new look at the Cowboys if they have no idea what they're looking at and and I like that because you 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 can't just game plan and film study and then be like oh this is what they're gonna run we can run anything and we're we're going four three we're running three fours we're 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 going nickel coverage as a base coverage at times and it it gives us a whole other element of like, what the fuck are they going to throw it? What, what are they running? And like, you can see Baker having to make adjustments at the line. And I think with like a Cooper rush, not Dak Prescott, that's not an everyday starter. You got to change it up. You got to throw some stuff like weird, weird coverages where it looks like the corners are going to blitz and then you back them out or, or, or vice versa. And you, you know, I think drop some linebackers in the coverage, the guys that we trust to do that. It's, it's there's a lot of, of stuff that Wink Martindale's done in two weeks with this defense it just was not, able to be done before and i felt like we had a defense that kind of kept kept us in games but like this is uh i feel like our defense isn't as good this year as it was in, in a couple previous years and we're making it work and it's not a it's not a like they're not a bunch of individuals right now they're they are playing as a team and that's cool to see with a new coach kind of getting these guys to figure it out and like the, we, we don't have aziz ajilari you know we don't have we don't have thibodeau on our on our defensive play like those guys have been out those are the two best defensive players we have i would argue and O'Shane Jimenez is finally showing up i didn't know if he was going to make the roster going into the the beginning of the season in the preseason and and i mean he looks he looks perfect there and and you know it just shows that like when we thought Blake Martinez being cut was something something is fucking wrong what's going on like i don't know i'm just buying into whatever the fucking coaching staff is doing because it's working so far not going to apologize for being 2-0 if we go 3-0 i'm going to be even more jacked next week but yeah man like this like it's not been pretty they make us stress out every single game but a win's a win man i'll stress out for four hours if we can win every single week i'll trade that easily 100 um alex fun fact last time giants went two and oh they won the super bowl i don't know if that's true I think we went two and zero under Ben McAdoo his first right. year. Remember when we beat Dallas? Dallas had two losses at one point, and they were both to the Giants. Like week one, because um, I think was it was it Amari Cooper? It, I can't remember who their big receiver was at that point. He couldn't get out of bounds, and when um, we won on that, and then we beat him like week ten with Eli and. They had two L's, and it was just like the two L's in Dallas to, to the New York Giants. So I'm just trying to find. And I think they lost like a week. They want like the Eagles beat them in like a week 17 where they didn't start anybody. But like in all their starter games, like they, they played everybody. They, uh, I think it was 2016, if I am correct. Year one of the McAdoo area. 2016 season, Giants went 2 and 0. Oh. Finished the season eleven and five and lost in the wild card playoffs to the Packers. Yep, that was Aaron Rodgers' hail mary. I was in a rental car on the way to Baltimore or BWI with my brother because uh, it was snowed out at like the regional airport we were going to, and we had to get back on a Sunday. And I remember listening to that, just like losing my shit when Aaron Rodgers. That's I was I was not happy. I was not happy at all. And just had a very sad flight home, drinking a lot. But another good news in football, college football, in honor of Her Majesty the Queen, the UK won 31 zip to go 2 0 in their division, which is pretty sweet. Oh, you mean Kentucky? Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't call them the UK. They're just UK. They are the U- the University of Kentucky. The UK. I was like, what? Are you talking soccer again? Like, What's going on? Well, just just to be pretentious, like what, what is what's that school that does? It's not the. It's just it's the University of Kentucky. Ohio State. The Ohio State University. Oh. Fuck Ohio State, dude. Don't like them. Also, how do you announce this word? Twat. Why? Is it supposed to be twat? No, it's, 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 it's twat. 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 All right, do you, how'd you right, how'd you pronounce <laughs> how'd you pronounce this word? Bat. At. Yeah. If it was a BWAT. I'd, I'd say what? What? No. Do you know what I think? It, I don't know where it all started. It, it's why would you pronounce the A with, with an O? I don't. Twat? A twat. makes that sound. No, you're saying twat as in a, that T-W-O-T. Twat. 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 Here's my theory. I, I reckon because obviously there's the, the SWAT team. Send the SWAT team in. But I reckon someone was like, that's, that's, that's how we should pronounce that kind of word now because we don't want to be named SWAT team because it doesn't sound as cool. The twat team. Yeah. Yeah, my wife says it's twenty. I have to. It hurts oh, my feelings. It makes me. But yeah, just say, just say it properly. And plus, twat sounds way more offensive. No, it just sounds more British. No, if someone called me a twat, I'm just like I'm giggling. But um, I think Ohio owns the rights to the. I remember they tried doing. It. I don't know if they were successful or not. But that is that is yeah, they like spell out Ohio with their band and it's like y'all are Ohio State. You do realize there's a University of Ohio dumbasses. Oh, our mascot's a seed. <laughs> Fuck you, Ohio State. Could be worse. Could you could paint a giant elf on your field and then I thought that looked cool, but yeah, you gotta burn it now. You gotta get rid of it. It, it did look cool, but when you lose yeah. the first game with it on it, it's like blow mm. that game. Yep, yeah, get rid of that. Ah, but that was fun. Giants win two and zero. You, 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 so obviously, you know you you you're going on a little vacation next Tuesday. Damn. Are you a little nervous about like, or are you going into it thinking, you know what? I don't give a shit what happens Monday night because either way, I'm gonna be feeling great on Tuesday, or are you gonna be like, please don't ruin the first day of my honeymoon? Well, um, if they win, I will be very happy because it's a very early flight the following morning. Um, if they lose, I will just be very drunk. But it's a vacation, so it's like not drunk because I'm depressed, drunk because it's vacation. And you have the added benefit of, because you work in the morning show on your radio, technically, like even though you're on vacation starting Tuesday... Your vacation starts at like 11 a.m. on Monday. That's awesome. Kind of true, yeah. Jealous. Kind of true. Jealous. Yeah, I, this is like the first vacation my my wife, my wife, my wife, and, uh, and I have like ever done. It's like out of like we've done like Lake Charles. But like most of our vacations have been around some sort of sporting event or like a music festival. Or something like that. Like we have never just been like, let's go to Colorado for a week. Like we take like weekend trips occasionally, but very few and far between. Like Lake Charles, Louisiana, we've gone to. Galveston, Texas, we'll go to. But like that's about it. I mean, we went and visited my brother before he graduated at LSU, watched a rugby game. That was centered around Culture. sports. I mean, just a lot of our stuff. Oh, we, we we've gone to I guess Frisco, Texas, for like a football, like a college football national championship game for Sam Houston State, 
and like little things like that. But like, even our Lake Charles trip was to go watch Sam Houston play McNeese State. And so like this is the first time I've like done anything with them like outside of the country. I uh, I don't really know how to do vacation mode. I've kind of always even like when the morning show is off, like I still work on like podcast stuff and I've already recorded that podcast. I have to edit it this weekend, but there's like a, I'm, I've got a comedian on next week on past the gravy. Um, it, it, it is weird just being like, uh, so I just turn this off and then like, what do I, like, I know Wednesday I'm going to be like looking at podcast numbers and making sure that all the memes are going out. And it's like, it's probably not healthy to just be like, like I'm already anxious about like, well, should I bring my computer just in case like I have to upload or anything? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. Yeah, you're not going to be out. You're not going to last. But when you get there on Tuesday, so what do we do now? You just sit down, lay down and... Yeah, I'm not... And like I like... I enjoy just laying on my couch and doing nothing. But like, it's weird being like not... Like the stress of like not being at my house doing nothing is crazy. Wow. Well, know. hopefully this is good I'm for excited you. excited about it. Hopefully this is a start, turn of a new leaf for Alex Middleton. The next I'm also... I'm also excited to just adopt, like, like be that obnoxious guy that goes to a foreign country and comes back. He's like, you know, guys, you've never understood, like, okay, you haven't really had jerk chicken until you've had it in Jamaica, right? Like, well, man, you think you've had jerk chicken, but, like, dude, you don't even know. The jerk chicken in Jamaica, like, I had a red stripe before, but when you have a red stripe in Jamaica, it just, man, like, it just hits different. Like, be that guy. The guy that goes to England and then signs all of his emails cheers after that. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Japan and I'm like, you know what? I, I that fried rice, I'm all about it now. I didn't. They don't make it the way in the states that they do in Japan. You're like, dude, shut up, shut up. You went on a vacation. We get it. Are you gonna come back with like those braids? One bead, like Michael Scott did. <laughs> I don't think I can do that now. I think it's cultural appropriation at that point. But I don't know. I'm gonna get. Well, like, white of, women still love to do it for some reason. Like I want to pack. Went to Bermuda. Less, oh, so oh, many well, of them. White women can get away with other things. The being like the woman part, like straight white male, we're just easy targets, you know. Have you got a big? Have you got your big like Bubba keg thing? The big refillable jug. Because oh, when I you go, you. when you get a beer, they only give you like that small plastic cup bullshit, uh, all inclusive. But if you go there with your own big mug, they'll fill it up. I need to do that. That's good, but but I'm ready to like. I don't want to pack a ton of like shirts, and I just want to buy like the most touristy shirts. Like get a Montego Bay, Jamaica sweatshirt that like that's just my go-to sweatshirt from then on. Like, yeah, it was that time I went to Jamaica. Like, where else have you been? Jamaica. In five years, and then this shirt was when I went to Jamaica as well, and then the Jamon Man. Where it's just got the Rasta hat guys on it. You're making me crazy. Oh, I'm definitely getting. If there's a shirt that says that, like I'm getting all the stereotype ones. Michael, uh, Michael Antonio jersey. Oh, that'd be a good. One. It's his his second native land. And he speaks the language. It's half half of his native land, which is English. I'm pretty sure. I think so. That's yeah. That's a joke. I wanted to like start doing a bunch of videos. Like, oh, Usain Bolt, and just like whip my camera around. Like, oh, he's so fast, you can't even see him. <laughs> there he is. There he's again. Or oh, that could go very wrong. In that, it just looks Not like it just looks football, like a like white guy saying. walking around Jamaica, pointing the camera, every black person. Usain Bolt. That's like why there's not really a person there. It's just me <laughs> going across the beach really fast. Like he just ran across the beach. Did you see that? Uh, I meant this. There's a scene from um, I think it's Modern Family where it's that for no reason that reminded me. I was at, at this bar with a buddy last week and we went outside for a cigarette and we was talking about stand-up comedians that we'd watched. And it was like every single time he referenced a joke about where it be um a certain race or a certain type of that person somehow would come around the corner and walk as he was saying it. And he was like, Jesus, now I look. So, that's out of context. Yeah, like, Damn. It literally happened like three times throughout the evening. I was like, what is, did you, did you curse? Did you upset someone? Jesus. It was pretty bad. <sighs> anyway, that was fun. Shall we uh, talk a bit about misery in our life? Yeah. 
I guess. Oh, actually, Bobby McFanawalls, Alex O, suggested um, a quick game we could play. Um, so we're going to have a quick round of everyone's favorite game. How many things can you name? So if you do follow past the gravy podcast or if you're a big member of the gravy gang you'll be all too familiar that alex has released a new line of merchandise based around the marvel studios logo so since it's the gravy studios dude inspired by gravy comics anyway we're not copying anything so since he is such a huge fan to not copy the logo in 30 seconds i'm going to give you name as many of your favorite marvel cinematic universe characters and the time starts now and this the hulk there we go. Okay, for some reason now I can't hear you over the music. All right, so oh. so what was it? So what was your answers? She-Hulk, the Hulk, one, Spider-Man. Oh yeah, yeah, like the Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man. Um, is Fantastic Four, Marvel. They are, but um, you know, there's there's obviously four people in there. You can't stretchy guy, the thing, and thing. then Invisible Girl, um, Wolverine. Yeah, Gambit. Um, oh, look Professor at you! X, um, Storm, Captain Planet, Captain America, What's Captain Deadpool, Planet? the Flash, uh, Flash DC. Um, close enough. What is it? <laughs> um, that'll be next year's. Uh, Wanda. What's Wanda? That lady. Vision. Yep. Ant Man. Um, Lava Girl or Wasp Girl, whatever the other one was, Ant Man and the Wasp. I, I'm pretty sure I Iron missed this because this, this comment was from five minutes ago. But for some reason, I thought he was trying to help you out with like Jamaican Steel Drum. That's that's, a, that's not a Marvel character, the Jamaican Steel Drum. Um, Batman, no, no, Catwoman, uh... Robin, the Joker. Um, I think you proved the point. Very and well, but Thor. yeah, Thor. Yep. Boys, the boys, the bad guy. Thanos. That guy's my favorite guy. He was a dick. It was kind of a guy. Wasn't wrong. <sighs> well done. So yeah, go to pastorgravymerch to get your. That was Robert uh, that wanted to design that one. Robert came up with that. He was a great designer. But then also the Space City limited edition shirts are available. And Gravy City shirts. It's gonna be a new. There's gonna be a new Claret and Big Blue T-shirt coming out soon. Oh. I haven't. I've just literally just come up with it in my head. I'll be discussing it off the air, just in case anyone steals it. Anyway, West Ham United, boy, oh boy! In the last seven days, we're not going to break down each individual game because, uh, in a weird way, I'm kind of annoyed about both of them, so we can kind of merge them into one. Yeah. So yeah. last Thursday, we beat Silkeborg of Denmark 3 2 in the Europa Conference League. And then on Sunday, we lost one zip to Everton. Now, you, I'm assuming you watched both games. I did. So here's my thing, right? So clearly, I mean, obviously, Silkeborg scored first early on, wasn't the best starts of the game, but we. Ended up the first half 3-1 up, looking good, looking groovy. And then David Moyes decided to make some changes and brought on some other players. Notably, he brought on uh, Jared Bowen, Fornals, Suchek. Now, normally, fantastic players. Love those guys, and I don't hate them now. But it was clearly, once we made those changes, we suddenly started playing like shit. Yeah. And we was lucky to get away with the win. To which I wondered why on Sunday... Ariel had a couple of saves there at the very end that really... Saved us. It would have been a draw. It would have been a draw if it wasn't for Ariel. So I have no idea why when he put those players into the game and it was clearly 
drop the performance. Why he started those players against Everton? I mean, I guess rest. I don't like that was my logic for it, but I still think like you could you could run those guys a little bit longer, especially like with the break we have coming up. It just it made more sense. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really get it. Bowen seems like a guy that's gonna come off the bench, although he got called up to, to national duty, didn't he? Yeah, so that's I don't makes, know how. like he 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 was he was one of that, if not our best player last season. Couldn't get well, he did eventually get a look in. But now his form's dropped for us. Suddenly, that's when Gareth Southgate decides he's an England player now. I don't understand fucking Gareth Southgate, but that's another story for another day. Um, but yeah, I, I think Bowen, as much as I love him, I think he needs to be dropped for a little while. I think his form has dropped. I don't think he's had a really good game this season. It's no. pretty concerning. And then, to make things worse, because clearly during that game, things weren't working out. We just wasn't pressing enough. We was always too far back in our own half, pretty much. Whatever it was, something in that system wasn't missing shots. We we don't know what the fuck to do when we get near the the box, man. Like like in the the conference league, it's like we got it, and I get it. They're lesser teams, but the Premier League, we can't score with shit this season, and it's it's pathetic at this point like the same guys i mean skamaka had some looks i thought and i just i don't like when are we starting that guy when we when is he just gonna be our go-to guy because antonio's not getting it done i love antonio but when even when skamaka came on it was again the game we wasn't working so why he kept making like for like changes so the system was exactly the same and why he took Antonio off for Skamaka. Why not? If, hey, we're struggling to score goals, why not play two strikers to double our chances? You know, and I know that's, that's what, I, that's what I would have done. But that's what David I would have doesn't play FIFA. He doesn't play enough FIFA. I think he should have to play, like, give him FIFA, teach him how to play it, because then you could be like, dude, you could just throw all the strikers in at once if you want, man. Like, it's fine. Well, we only have a video game. But, right. Yeah. But, like, you could load it up. You load it up. Maybe throw somebody else up there. Make, make them a striker like you did, Antonio. Just for certain, just for shit to gigs, you know? And make then why? A, stri- a striker for a little bit. I don't know. Let's just throw it out there. Like, just test it out, dude. FIFA's kind of a fun game to, like, try this shit. And then in the real game, be like, oh, that worked in FIFA. Let's do that. That's what I would do. Makes sense. And then Lucas Paqueta. 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 Why assign a Brazilian playmaker that loves to go forward, loves to play with the ball, and then play not deep him, in our own half? Yeah, not let him go forward. I don't. Uh, the logic to that, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Um, Fornals also, I thought, had an off game. I like a lot of what Fornals does this season. I really do. And I think that, like, it's, it's like when one guy is on, somebody else is off. Like, we haven't clicked in the Premier League yet and it was like we did for a half against nottingham but we fucked it up and we got that bullshit goal call back and and that just really like i don't know like i feel like we just don't click our team doesn't all they're not all in sync at all and it's it's weird because it is largely a lot of the same like stuff we've done in previous seasons we we've improved on paper you would think um i mean our back our back or like our, our defense is significantly better oh yeah and that's really what's keeping us in games because a lot of these games would be three nothing four nothing if we didn't have like kurt zuma is just a fucking brick wall back there man i love kurt zuma. And even i mean the... i don't agree with his kicking of cats but like i think kurt zuma as a defender fucking nails and even kira 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 kira, kira i mean kira just yeah i love kira hammer the year right now I quite possibly. I mean, there's not many to choose from right now, but yeah, he's playing very rest, well. Anyways, but I, I think Kira just uh, he's he's solid. He's been solid. Sufal has just been quietly Sufal. Where like he was so dominant when we first came in because we we're like, oh, this guy. We're not used to this. But like Sufal, just like when he gets beat, you're like what's going on? What is happening? And it's, he's just so quietly good. Does his job. Doesn't like it's not pretty, but he just gets it done, and I love that about Sufal. It's just like if we could do anything up front, anything up front, it makes no sense. Just like maybe put a, put a little pressure on, put a little pressure on. And they did say like that was what we were kind of doing. We were just kind of 
waiting for the right opportunity and that right opportunity never came. And then we had that odd man rush for Everton and that ended up being the goal kind of and just, it, Wait, we're playing like when you're playing teams like Man City, Liverpool. I understand playing on the back foot and then trying to counter. And but not Everton. But not Everton. Not Everton. It's the same. We're gonna. I bet we do the same against Wolves, which we shouldn't, because they're in we're the exact same position as us. One nil Wolves, probably. We need to just load it up, go two up front, let Paqueta do his thing, and just fucking drive at Wolves. And see yeah, what, like we what, can do. what is the worst thing that could happen if we have too much offense? We score, score a bunch of goals. They score. Oh, okay, that's done. Right, but we're whatever. We're losing anyway. Like, we're, we're not, so... Yeah, like, oh no, then we've still lost. Yeah. Like, I'm, we, we're, we're West Ham. We don't play for draws anymore. We don't do that. This isn't fucking Bournemouth where they were just like, what if we just rolled out and just tried to go for a nil nil draw every single week and just that's how we'll, that's how we'll avoid relegation. Make the whole team strikers. I mean, we've done almost the exact opposite of that, where it's like, let's get you what strikers? Nah, we don't need those. We have to act, at least have one coach. Nah, 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 nah. What if Antonio gets hurt? Okay, fine. We'll bring in this one guy. Fine. That's it. Could we maybe add maybe add another? Just in, just in case. Just in case. We are playing in a lot of a couple leagues. We got a couple cups coming up. Like maybe, maybe nah. nah, nah, nah. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to stay positive, and I'm, I'm definitely. Every game not... is something that could have gone right, and it could have fixed it, and that's what pisses me off. It's like it is so fixable. We're not a broken team. We're not a bad team, but we look like shit on the fucking standings. When you look at the table, like we are nowhere where we we should be, and when you look at all the missed opportunities, like we could be so much higher up in that table if we just if if we don't fuck around against Nottingham Forest in that other half. If 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 we don't like we we just played like shit man like it, it makes no sense chelsea we should won we did win i think we draw we drew against chelsea at least it's fucking bullshit like we've gotten fucked by some horrendous var calls which is like i at what point like what's the new king's name charles king charles III. Like, can you behead var officials when they like when you look at it the next day like hey you looked at that a hundred times and you still fucked it up like just off with his head. Like, do that. Then you want me to respect the king? That's what I'll fucking do. And I'm pretty sure the level of the standards of referee will improve if they start seeing fucking their buddies. Head. Head you, get one, you get one, like, all right, that's you. But, like, Mike Dean would be so fucking beheaded. Oh, yeah. That'd be, be retro. That'd be retro react, re- retroactive. Like, how is uh, this is what we're going to do from now on. And just to show we're serious, come here, Mike. How's that kind of still fucking like working VAR where he is telling people, he's instructing people on bad decisions to make? No wonder VAR is broken. I have no idea how he's still got a job. It's it's beyond me. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna go into like uh we, David Moyes needs to be sacked. I don't think it's to No, that I don't think yet. so either. But he needs to start like what what was he thinking? We're one nil down in the ninety-third minute. And so he puts on a defensive midfielder in the 90. What what was what did he think Emerson was going to do in the 93rd minute to turn it all around? Has your brain like broken a little bit like mine has from him? Because it used to be like I didn't know what he was doing with the team. I'd be like, this is a fucking terrible lineup, and then we'd roll out and we'd go to fucking Europa League. Like I I, I just like, just trust what Moyes is doing, okay? Like I don't get it, but just trust what Moyes is doing. And like I've been trying to like, all right, this is a weird lineup. Looking at the starting lineup before before kickoff um maybe he sees something we don't you know he's with the team every day we're not he's probably oh never mind no not none of that yeah that lineup lineup played like shit they look like shit in the beginning like it's it, it is this season it feels like the mad scientist part of david moyes i'm like i don't know what he's doing but old davy moyes is up to something and that was kind of just like we uh, last last year into that last year david moyes was like bob ross where he was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then eventually, oh, geez, that's that a beautiful landscape. Over here and goal. Yeah. But now he's just I don't know, a drunk guy with uh, finger paints. That's the best I could do. I, mean, I just, I, I, I think that it will correct itself. I don't think, I was panic mode a couple weeks ago. Obviously, you heard that, but like, just like, well, I mean, I'm not watching it if they play on Thursdays. Like, these fucking, if we're relegated, I'm done. I'm done. 
said that. And I don't think we're going to get relegated, no. but I also don't think we're going to finish top eight. No, it's going to be hard. I, I, there is, there's three, at least three more teams that are worse than us along, uh, uh, over the course. Way of the worse. So like I'm, way I'm worse. Not, so I, I'm not worried one single bit about getting relegated. However, I think we're going to struggle to finish in the top half. I could see this being like a finish 13th, 14th kind of deal. We could if also we go on a run. Through. I could also see this team like figuring it out. Maybe? We have the players, so hopefully. But they, but they could figure it out and be like, oh, shit, like. Like was it Brighton did that last year? Like every year, there's a team that like it's like a mid tier team that just like, oh well, you know they haven't lost in the last ten matches. Like I could see West Ham doing that where we don't like, we we win or draw for ten straight matches. I could see that happening. We get a couple upset wins. Like I could. Well, I, was, I, could I was about to that. say we've got. And a... I could also see West Ham like West Ham will beat Arsenal once this year. Like watch us. Why we'll not? beat Arsenal and we'll be like why, and then we'll get our shit kicked in by Brentford again. That's just that's like that is like we're back to West Ham that we used to be. Like we'll play for the big games, and then the Everton's we'd lose against, and I don't like that. I don't like that about us. Joe, you know I, I was just looking through the the next couple of fixtures. It's like Wolves, then Fulham, then Southampton, then Liverpool, Bournemouth. So that should be some... three wins. That should be three wins. Like Wolves should be a win. Although we always find a way to lose to Wolves, it feels like, or draw against Wolves. But like Fulham and Southampton better be wins. Well, Fulham are playing well. They're, they're sick right now, so they're doing well. Uh, but then, yeah, then I was looking and I was like, okay, so we've got uh, we've got Leicester on the 12th of November and then have Arsenal December 26th. Wait, what? Why is there a shooting? And I forgot about that. And I was like, oh, the World Cup. Ah. <sighs> But hey, maybe I will enjoy the World Cup even more because at least it's like six weeks where West Ham can't hurt us. Yeah, but nice little mid-season US, break. The US can hurt you, and England can hurt me. England will hurt you because the US is gonna fucking come for that ass, bro. Just like seventeen seventy-six. That magical football game that decided the fate of America. Really did. Really anyway. did. <sighs> what's uh, so what's happening on the uh, pasta gravy tomorrow? I'm I'm, I'm bored. Oh yeah. Right now. Um, on pasta gravy. Um, I don't know. I'm, I've been thinking about coming a pocket knife guy. Kind of want to talk about that with the fellas. Um, I could see you being a pocket watch guy. Nah, I don't want to do pocket watch guy. Pocket knife guy seems like it comes in handy. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, also, we're going to talk about Hail Marys because that happened this week. Appalachian State had a pretty sick Hail Mary, and we're just going to talk about the coolest Hail Marys that we can remember off the top of our heads. Um, our buddy Frankie Ocho, our, our spider friend, he made uh, a, a, an appearance this week um, at the Queen's funeral, of all places. Yeah, not many people got the invite, but Frankie's connected. We're going to see... I mean, you can't keep Frankie out. The Ocho man wants in, the Ocho man's getting in. Um but uh, yeah, we're gonna see if we can maybe get Frankie Ocho to call in from England. So nice, he's still over there paying his respects. Um, and then yeah, uh, I'm gonna go off because Sunday ticket was down. Went down this week during the Giants game, um, and then I did I pulled a Mike Fish, and I now I'm also an NFL Plus subscriber <laughs> because I wanted to be able to listen to the game. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I have Red Zone on because I can still watch that because I thought it was my, my internet and my house went out. And I was like, wait, no, because I'm streaming. I had Bucks Saints on one of my screens and then I had Red Zone on my my uh, my iPad. And I was like, no, why is Sunday Ticket the only one that's not working? And then I just like did the, the 2022 thing where you go to Twitter and you just say like, insert whatever down. And it was just a bunch of other angry people. And I was like, all right. I, I mean, I tweeted Joe Biden and told him this should be a war crime that DirecTV should be charged with war crimes. This is worse than anything Brittany Griner ever did. Um, but like, yeah, like this is, it, it was, it was not acceptable. And I'm going to go in a little bit on DirecTV and send a ticket tomorrow. But yeah, a lot, a lot of fun on past gray podcast. We'll have a new episode coming out tomorrow night. And then also it is the final week of big brother. So past the gravy bro, we got two episodes left Thursday and Sunday is finale night. So if you want to, you want to, 
follow the uh, the is there an episode on Wednesday? Big Brother. Is no episode in... on Wednesday. Oh, okay. This week, not usually there is, but no episode this week on Wednesday. Just Thursday and Sunday. And yeah, we're gonna we'll be talking Big Brother Endgame. So tune in to that right after uh, each episode of Big Brother. But yeah, that's what's going down on Pass the Gravy podcast and Pass the Gravy, bro. What about you? What's going down on the Waffle Box? Well, technically, Waffle Box has already gone down. So if you do, if you are enjoyer of the video version, you can watch that already on the YouTube page as we stream oh, the, live this the live one. Yeah. On Sunday, um, where we spoke about uh, the 2022 National Toy Hall of Fame inductions. And we tried to guess which ones uh, we're going to go through. Plus, we talked about um, Clerks 3, the Kevin Smith new movie coming out. And then we, in our Trapdoor segment, we talked about our least favorites, social obligations. Um, That's good. Where we, uh, we had a disagreement on that. So that kind of got a little bit heated. Uh, but if you are an enjoyer of the audio version, that will be dropping at midnight EST. So if anyone is not on EST, like Alex here, who's on Central Time Zone, he gets it. He gets it on Tuesday. He gets it early, technically. That's crazy, nice. right? Yeah, very crazy. So yeah, check that out. Go to enjoywafflebox.com for all those linky dinks. Um, well, that wraps up. No show next week because... In this guy, hey man, will probably be face first on a Jamaican beach, wasted with uh, that's the dream with his his wife dragging him back to the hotel room. You've embarrassed me again. No, No. she would never, she would never, (laughs) she'd be right there drunk with me. Yeah, she would. She would get even more drunk just to defend yeah. you. Just to, so it's like exactly, you know, exactly. Despite our drinks, <laughs> defend my honor. Yeah, what a lady, what a lady. Um, but yeah, so make sure you check her out. Hit the you know, smash that subscribe and hit the follow button. All that bullshit. We'll be back in two weeks. But you know, make sure you follow us at CBB Pod on all the social media networks. Uh, any last fuck words? The you want to say? Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. Let's fucking go, Giants. Three and zero. Let's do it. Please. See you soon. Where's the fucking video? (laughs) Bye! Hey, let's go to Peyton. He's going to break down that touchdown. Can't hear shit. Never mind. I'm Rick James, bitch.